In the name of the Blessed Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I don't know whether you have met the prophet Samuel through any of the teaching here at St Andrews yet. He was a great prophet of the Old Testament, and we hear about him in our first reading from the Bible this morning. And he's described in very human and understandable ways. Samuel's story begins with him grieving over the disobedience of King Saul, who was a great king of the Israelite people, who lost his ability to lead because of selfish interests, really, And if we read further in the story, he descends eventually into madness. So God is with Samuel at that time saying, leave your concerns for Saul and go and find his successor. So just like our own journey has been through this period of Lent, Samuel reluctantly agrees to God's call to set aside his old ways. After all, he has served Saul, never thinking about Saul's successor. So he, in obedience to what God is doing, he sets out in search of something new, a new king for the people. But As the story suggests, Samuel is called to look for this new king in the most unlikely of places. He has to journey to Bethlehem, a tiny village, and there he is called to start reviewing the sons of a man named Jesse for their suitability to be the new king. Samuel finds himself being confronted by God, who keeps telling him again and again, no, not this son, and no, not that one either. In the end, it is the youngest, the most unlikely to be chosen, because he is the youngest of the sons. It is David who has to come in from the fields for Samuel to even see him. And Samuel is led to choose David as the next king. So like us, like all seekers, Samuel finds himself being asked by God to look differently, to see the world in a new way. And today's Gospel reading from John chapter 9 is all about sight, both physical and spiritual. That's the nature of John's Gospel, to have a real story about a real person and then to expand that story for all that it means for us today. So it's about sight, both physical and spiritual. And at the centre of the story is the man born blind, whom Jesus restores to sight. What this miracle does is to reveal all the blindness that there is around this man. 
blindness in his neighbours, his family, the Pharisees as the religious authorities, and even Jesus' own disciples. So the blindness of one man shows the blindness up of many others. The disciples are caught up like everyone else in this story, in the perspectives of their own day. Um, To them, like to all people uh, in Jesus' time, blindness, along with most physical disorders, was uh, a sign of sin. The religious authorities weren't able to see the extraordinary power of what had happened because they were much too focused on keeping their religious tradition. And for them, the only thing that seemed to matter was that Jesus had performed this miracle uh, violating the Sabbath rules uh, not to do work. So they're not rejoicing at the blindness gone. They're focusing on quite something else and much less important. Then there are the neighbours of the blind man. Uh, Him being healed meant that, that they no longer knew where he fitted in in their community. Everybody's place had to shift a little bit. And they were quite disoriented by all of this and they, they could um, barely recognise him after his sight was restored. So we have the disciples, we have the Pharisees, we have the man's neighbours who none of them can really see what is happening. Now... We might think that we are um, enlightened people of the 21st century and we would have picked up on all of this at once. But I think that, yes, we do live in a time that prides itself on scientific and medical discoveries on a scientific way of being able to explain. We are proud of of the advances that our society makes and we are proud that we are uh, tolerant and sensitive. But we do have our own limitations of sight as well. Uh, We're often like Jesse, uh, sorry, we're often like Samuel, um, caught up in trying to work out which of Jesse's sons is to be the next king. Samuel's inclination was to see the first son who was the tallest and strongest of the boys. He must be the person who's going to be the next king. And look, As Australians, we love sport. We idolise sporting stars, the biggest, the strongest, the fastest. We also value physical beauty and attractiveness a great deal. Appearances are very important to us. 
And we all have uh, unjust prejudices and stubborn ways which we refuse to change. We do spend a great deal of our time in one way or another on surface appearances, on believing that what we see on the surface is the most important reality. We are caught up in seeing a secular view of the world a lot of the time, a view where Jesus isn't isn't in it. He isn't in our reckoning of the way we see the world. Christians, all of us have to ask ourselves, do we spend too much time and energy uh, on the surface of things? Do we spend enough time looking in the depths of our hearts and looking for the what the real reality is about people's lives around us? Do we dare to risk the journey of the man born blind? That's the challenge. That's the challenge of the Gospel reading today. It's first to marvel at the miracle, then to see how many people didn't see the miracle or had ifs and buts about the miracle, and then to ask ourselves, would we be prepared to go on that same journey with our own blindness? Are we prepared to be like Samuel and go and look in unlikely places in our lives and look in an unlikely way at other places, at other people's lives. Now, just as Jesus gave sight to the blind man, so he gives us sight. That's the conclusion that we are meant to remember. That's the thing we're meant to remember from this Gospel reading. We are blind but we have been given sight. Jesus gives us sight to see the world and to see our lives as God means them to be seen, to see things as they really are, to see the signs of God at work in our world and in our lives, to see with compassion and understanding and faith. This is to really see God's world as God desires us to see it. He gives us the power to live and work and act in new ways that aren't blind to God's reality but are bathed in the light of Christ. So we are being asked on this Sunday in Lent to acknowledge our own blindness in so many areas of our lives and to seek Jesus' forgiveness, his gift of sight. Now this might well turn our world and our lives upside down. 
Remember how the man born blind in today's gospel finds himself in unusual and unexpected places. Before, he was a beggar scraping out a living on the margins of society. After encountering Christ, he becomes virtually unrecognisable to his neighbours and he finds himself witnessing about the power of God in the court of the religious authorities. Now, not only are individuals, not only are all of us blind at times, but, you know, parish communities can be blind as well. They have set ways, set ways of seeing things, of going about their business. St Andrews is a little different from that. It's new, doesn't have such a commitment to the past. It doesn't have its own church building. Many people here are newcomers to Springfield or newcomers to the Christian faith. Now, all of this can prompt us as a community here into seeing things in new and unexpected ways as a group, not only as individuals, but as a group. Church leaders across many denominations have been saying for some time that the old ways of being church will have to change if we are to flourish in the future, if we are to grow not only in numbers but in spirit and commitment, we must be prepared to see the world and the church and each other with different eyes. So I want you to keep seeing your newness as a parish as a gift, a gift that encourages you to see God's world and your community in new and fresh ways. Being new can seem like a burden. It can seem to be so many tasks. But this is a gift that God has given you that you are being, it's being made a bit easier to see the, (coughs) excuse me, to see the world and yourselves in these new and unexpected ways. We might find, as we do that, that we can more clearly hear the voices of people who are on the margins of the community of Springfield. We might find new ways of relating to one another, new ways of bringing new life to those around us. We might discover new ways of witnessing to the power of Christ for people we thought we could never reach. So my prayer for you is that, especially in this week, you will pray for yourself, for Christ, to heal you of any blindness that you have that needs healing, and that you will pray for this community 
of St Andrews for its new site to continue to be developed and to be acted upon in God's world. The Lord be with you.